What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst, Glenn Kirchner. Georgia Attorney General Fawny Willis says that she'll go forward with her case regardless of how things progress in the classified documents case. How will that play out? Here's Glenn. So friends, it's about to happen in Georgia. Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis just uttered four words. Four words that make her intentions crystal clear. We're ready to go. Here's the new reporting, this from CNN. Fulton County DA says work is done in Trump probe and we're ready to go. And that article begins, Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis reaffirmed in a local news interview that she will announce her charging decisions by September 1 in her investigation into efforts by Donald Trump and his allies to overturn Georgia's 2020 presidential election result, while applauding the ramped up security measures around the local courthouse. Quote, the work is accomplished, Willis told CNN affiliate WXIA at a back to school event over the weekend. Quote, we've been working for two and a half years. We're ready to go. And friends, before I move on to the third and final data point, which is a really sweet one. It involves Judge McBurney down in Fulton County clearing the legal decks, paving the way for a Donald Trump indictment because he just rejected Donald Trump's efforts to put a stop to Fawny Willis's indictment of him, of his co-conspirators. And frankly, Judge McBurney throws some really fun rhetorical flourishes in his new ruling. But before I turn to that third data point, let me take up the topic of these ramped up security efforts, the barricades being put around Fulton County Courthouse to protect everyone, right? protect the prosecutors, the defense attorneys, the judges, the witnesses, the grand jurors, and the defendants. You know, Donald Trump is infamous for whipping people up, for inciting riots, right? for encouraging them to engage in violence. We saw it on January 6th, where he set the date for the Capitol attack. He called the mob to DC on January 6th, will be wild. He then told them expressly, you have to fight like hell or you won't have a country anymore. He directed them to march on the Capitol and stop the certification of Joe Biden's win. He told them go down there and stop the steal. So we already know what Donald Trump is capable of, but 
I actually think we can take heart. Here's why. When Donald Trump was first criminally indicted up in New York, remember how he tried to replicate January 6th? Hey, come to New York for my arraignment. We'll be wild. He didn't put it in precisely those terms, but he sent the same message to his supporters. And what happened on the day he was arraigned in New York? Very few people showed up. Frankly, there were as many people who opposed Trump who showed up in New York City on the date of his arraignment as there were Trump supporters. And the good news is there was no violence. So Donald Trump gave it another try. When he was indicted down in Florida, his first federal criminal indictment, he said, hey, come on down to Florida for my arraignment, we'll be wild. And even down in Florida, in what some people would call Trump country, no one showed up. In fact, fewer people showed up for his arraignment in Florida than showed up for his first criminal arraignment up in New York. So that's a promising trend. So how will Donald Trump's arraignment in Georgia, in Fulton County, in Atlanta play out? Well, first of all, I'm glad that they are fortifying the Fulton County Courthouse, putting up barricades, you know, better that they be prepared just in case. But I have a feeling no one's gonna come. Donald Trump is gonna try to assemble a riot and no one's gonna show up. So it's a good thing that they are fortifying the courthouse. It's a good thing that they are preparing just in case Donald Trump again tries to incite his supporters to violence. But I'm feeling more confident that the allure of Donald Trump when he tells people to come fight for me is waning. Now let's turn to the third data point that is the very recent ruling by Fulton County Judge McBurney rejecting Donald Trump's attempts to stop the Georgia authorities from prosecuting him. You may recall that recently Donald Trump filed a motion with the Georgia State Supreme Court saying you have to put a stop to this, these people who are trying to prosecute me, trying to indict me. You have to disqualify District Attorney Fawny Willis and her entire office. Tell them they can't prosecute me. These were absurd requests, baseless requests, lawless requests. And you may recall the Georgia Supreme Court just summarily denied it, threw Donald Trump's motion out. But the same motion was still pending before the trial court judge, Judge McBurney, who has supervisory authority, loosely speaking, over the grand jury in Fulton County, Georgia. Well, Judge McBurney just issued his opinion. And not surprisingly, he denied all three Trump demands. One, Donald Trump said, I want you to quash, in other words, throw out, rip up. The special grand jury report that recommends, inferentially, we haven't seen it yet, but we're pretty sure it recommends that Trump and a bunch of other people should be indicted. I want you to throw it out, rip it up. Two, I want you to prohibit Fawny Willis and any other prosecutor from ever using any of the evidence that was developed before the grand jury against me in any case, civil or criminal. 
And then third, Donald Trump demanded, I want you to disqualify District Attorney Fawny Willis and her office from prosecuting me. Well, not surprisingly, Judge McBurney denied, rejected, probably laughed at all three of these lawless demands by Donald Trump. But I want to read for you one particular passage, which is a really nice rhetorical flourish, and I'm glad Judge McBurney said it, even though I was a little surprised when I read it. Here's what Judge McBurney said about the statements that have been made by District Attorney Fawny Willis and her prosecutors and the statements that have been made by Donald Trump in the run-up to what ultimately will be his criminal indictment in Georgia. Judge McBurney said, the drumbeat from the district attorney, in other words, the statements, the public statements that have been made by District Attorney Fawny Willis, the drumbeat from the district attorney has been neither partisan in the political sense nor personal. In marked and refreshing contrast to the stream of personal invective flowing from one of the movements, one of the moving parties. In other words, Donald Trump. Yes, Judge McBurney called out Donald Trump for his stream of personal invective. Judge McBurney then goes on to say the following. Put differently, the district attorney's office has been doing a fairly routine and legally unobjectionable job of public relations in a case that is anything but routine. None of what movement Donald Trump cites rises to the level of justifying disqualification of the district attorney. The prosecutor is not a neutral party and does not need to pretend to be. She has a cause she has sworn to pursue, and in that pursuit of justice, she is necessarily a partisan in the case. If she were compelled to proceed with the same circumspection as the judge and jury, there would be an end to the conviction of criminals. Judge McBurney could have ended his ruling with, because justice matters but I think I just ended it that way for him. It's happening, friends. It's coming. Accountability is coming. Coming up after the break, Mark Meadows has testified to the grand jury. Did he say nothing or spill his guts? Glenn talks about that next on Justice Matters. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Twenty twenty four presidential hopeful Chris Christie says former Trump White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows seems to be cooperating with federal prosecutors. So has he flipped on Donald Trump? Here's Glenn. So friends, let's do a hot take on Mark Meadows and try to answer the question, is he cooperating with special counsel Jack Smith's investigation of Donald Trump's January 6 crimes? Here is the new reporting by NBC News. Headline, Chris Christie says video of Mark Meadows not commenting looks like somebody who is cooperating with Trump probe. And that article begins, Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie said Wednesday that it seems like Donald Trump's final White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, might be cooperating with a federal probe into the former president. Christie was reacting to a brief exchange captured on video in Washington between Meadows and an NBC News reporter who asked Meadows whether he has testified before a federal grand jury. Quote, I don't talk about anything J6 related, Meadows said, referring to special counsel Jack Smith's probe into Trump's role in the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Asked whether he felt the investigation was appropriate, Meadows walked into a building. Watching that video, Christie said in an interview on MSNBC's Andrea Mitchell reports, that looks to me like somebody who was cooperating with the federal government. Christie said witnesses who testify before grand juries can talk publicly about it if they want to. Quote, the only time you can't do it is when the government has a cooperation agreement with you and they say, no talking about this. The only time we want to hear you talking is when you're on the witness stand, he said. And that, to me, Mark Meadows looks to me like a federal witness under a cooperation agreement. And I, my guess is, that's what we're going to find out he is. Now, friends, I don't agree with Chris Christie on much. Recall, he helped prepare Donald Trump for the 2020 presidential debates. Chris Christie was part of the machinery trying to inflict Donald Trump on America for a second term. But I do agree with Christie that Mark Meadows looks like a man cooperating with federal prosecutors. I mean, friends, think back. When did Mark Meadows last take to the public airwaves and defend Donald Trump? A very long time ago. You know, I think it's a fair question to ask. How do you think Mark Meadows wants to be remembered? You know, one way that the famous or infamous are remembered is in their obituary. I'm not suggesting Mark Meadows will be leaving this earth anytime soon, but you have to wonder What does Mark Meadows want the lead line of his obituary to read? You know, Meadows wouldn't be the first chief of staff going to prison for a criminal former president of the United States. 
Remember H.R. Haldeman, Bob Haldeman, Richard Nixon's chief of staff? If you don't remember precisely who Haldeman was, here's a quick reminder. This from the History Channel, H.R. Haldeman, his role. The Nixon administration White House chief of staff, known as the gatekeeper to the Oval Office, who once called himself, quote, the president's son of a bitch, close quote, became a key figure in the Watergate probe as investigators zeroed in on tape-recorded conversations of White House meetings. One of the tapes included a now famous 18 and a half minute gap, which was later revealed to include a conversation between Haldeman and Nixon. Haldeman was also implicated in the so-called smoking gun tape in which Nixon talked about using the CIA to divert the FBI's investigation of Watergate. The upshot? Haldeman resigned on April 30, 1973, along with other top staffers in the Nixon administration. Haldeman was tried and convicted of perjury, conspiracy, and obstruction of justice for his attempts to cover up the Watergate scandal. And so, friends, how was Haldeman remembered when he passed away? How did his obituary read? Well, here is how it opened in the Washington Post. Headline, H.R. Haldeman dies. Was Nixon chief of staff? Watergate role led to 18 months in prison. H.R. Bob Haldeman, 67, President Richard Nixon's White House Chief of Staff and a key figure in the Watergate scandal that forced Nixon to resign from the presidency, died of cancer yesterday at his home in Santa Barbara, California. Haldeman, a former advertising executive who was credited with remaking Nixon's image in his successful 1968 campaign for the White House, served 18 months in prison for his role in Watergate. That's how Bob Haldeman was remembered. How does Mark Meadows want to be remembered? How about as a former chief of staff to a criminal president of the United States, Donald Trump, who decided to try to make right what he made so very wrong when he was Trump's chief of staff? How about Mark Meadows who decided to cooperate truthfully, accurately, and fully with special counsel's investigation of the criminal former president. Mark Meadows, who accepted responsibility for his own crimes while serving as Trump's chief of staff, pleaded guilty to those crimes, and testified truthfully at the trial of his former boss, Donald Trump, and Donald Trump was convicted about Mark Meadows, who, as a result of his cooperation with the federal authorities, received a reduced sentence, served out that sentence, and upon his release, made a change in his life and became a law-abiding citizen and a productive member of society. Not a terrible way to be remembered for having a change of heart and a change of course and doing the right thing by the American people and by our democracy, maybe that's the way he wants to be remembered. What do you think, Mark?
Does justice matter to you? Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.